Well, good morning and welcome back to another week here on The Rep. I uh, have a passage here this morning that I want to share with you. Uh, it's from the book of Judges, the seventh chapter, looking at the life of Gideon. And my hope through looking at this very small snapshot of Gideon's life is that we're able to learn something about how God leads his people. Uh, and so with that being said, let's dive into it. I'm going to read this passage, Judges chapter 7, verses 9 through 14. Uh, that same night the Lord said to him, Arise, go down against the camp, for I have given it into your hand. But if you are afraid to go down, go down to the camp with Purah your servant, and you shall hear what they say. And afterward your hands shall be strengthened to go down against the camp. Then he went down with Purah his servant to the outposts of the armed men who were in the camp. And the Midianites and the Amalekites and all the people of the east lay along the valley like locusts in abundance, and their camels were without number, as the sand that is on the seashore in abundance. When Gideon came, behold, a man was telling a dream to his comrade. And he said, Behold, I dreamed a dream, and behold, a cake of barley bread tumbled into the camp of Midian, and came to the tent, and struck it so that it fell, and turned it upside down, so that the tent lay flat. And his comrade answered, This is no other than the sword of Gideon, the son of Joash, a man of Israel. God has given into his hand Midian in all the camp. I think we need first to maybe see this story in a little bit of the context uh, and then maybe look at who Gideon was as a person, as a character in the story. The first thing I notice is that same night, the very first phrase we begin with in verse 9, something had happened earlier that night that, that warrants this conversation. You might know this already, but if you do, I'll just refresh your mind or I'll lead you into it. Uh, earlier that night, and we read it in the first eight verses of Judges chapter 7, the Lord had essentially told Gideon to go and overthrow the Midianite army. Uh, but then he had also told Gideon, well, Gideon, your army's too big for me to do that. Verse 2 says this, The Lord said to Gideon, The people with you are too many for me to give the Midianites into their hand, lest Israel boast over me, saying, My own hand has saved me. So God's not sharing his glory with someone else. He shares his glory with no other. Uh, God will be magnified in this victory over the Midianites. And to make sure of that, the Lord takes the army of Israel that Gideon is leading here. It's about 32,000 men. And he gives one test, which sends home about 22,000 of the men. And he says, Gideon is still too many. You, you've got... Uh, you've got 12,000, it's still too many. So he gives him another test. As again, this is all in the first eight verses of chapter 7. After this second test, though, the army has dwindled from 32,000 to 300 people. And the Lord tells him that same night, Now go with these 300 men, for I have given the Midianites into your hand. Well, if you know anything about Gideon, uh, Gideon probably had a hard time trusting that. <laughs> what we read about Gideon in the sixth chapter of Judges is that he had a knack for wrestling with uh, really trusting God, uh, especially when God was leading him and calling him to do things. We see this most vividly in, in the, two, uh, the two occasions where 
uh, really three occasions, but but we'll call them two, two occasions where God calls Gideon to do something and Gideon says, okay, okay, if you'll do this, Lord, and as if he's almost testing the Lord. Uh, the second one, you might remember, is probably the more well-known. It comes at the end of chapter 6 uh, where Gideon says, if you will save Israel by my hand as you have said, then do this, God. And he lays a fleece, like a, a garment, right, on the ground. And he says, if there's dew on the fleece alone, and, the, and dry on the rest of the ground, then, then I'll know that you're going to save Israel by my hand. If you do this, God, and he comes back the next morning, and the Bible says that he wrings seven bowlfuls of water from the garment, from the fleece, and the rest of the ground is totally dry. And, but apparently that's not enough to convince Gideon, so he asks the Lord the next day to do the reverse thing. Let the garment be dry and let the ground be soaking wet. And Gideon comes back and he finds just that. Uh, the Lord has proved himself to Gideon. But I think the Lord really tests Gideon here when he shrinks his army. And then he calls him to go down there. So we see God tells him, if you're afraid to go down, go down to the camp with Purah, your servant. So he didn't give Gideon another chance to test him. He tells him, if you're afraid, Gideon, go down to the camp. I think that's why God tells him this, is because God knew Gideon. God knew Gideon needed to be strengthened. God knew where Gideon was at in his heart. Gideon may appear to have been mighty and, and valiant in front of his comrades, but God saw his trembling heart and knew that he needed to be reassured. And so God invites him uh, to see how trustworthy he really is. Well, Gideon goes down with Purah, his servant. Verse 12 tells us uh, the sight that he sees, I would think, is not very encouraging at the first part. Uh, the Midianites who he's supposed to overthrow look like locusts in abundance and their camels look like the grains of sand by the seashore. Uh, Gideon is more than likely shaking in his boots, wondering why he ever came down here with Purah and how can he get out of here uh, with only these 300 men and keep them all alive. You know, Gideon's probably just panicking. Uh, but wherever they're hiding at, I don't know, maybe they're hiding in a bush or something, trying to scheme how to get back to the camp. They hear these two comrades talking, these two Midianite soldiers. One tells the other of this just weird-sounding dream, uh, and Gideon's probably just scratching his head, hoping that they can get out of there. But then the second comrade speaks in verse 14. And I can't think of anything that would have assured the heart of Gideon more than what this man says. Interprets the guy's dream and says, This is no other than the sword of Gideon, the son of Joash, a man of Israel. God has given into his hand Midian in all the camp. At that moment, I have no doubt about it. Gideon was absolutely convinced that the God who had spoken to him and called him was sovereign over all things, and the victory was a sure thing. Not because the 300 men were strong, but because the God who was leading them was mighty beyond comprehension. And so, I think we've got to ask this question. We, we don't want to get too bogged down in the details. What's this teaching us about the Lord? I think a good way to say it is that the Lord doesn't call His people to walk out in blind faith. The Lord calls people to trust Him as He has revealed Himself to be worthy of their trust. I think that's why God, instead of just rebuking Gideon, welcomes almost, it seems, his test in chapter 6 and why the Lord uh, doesn't even give him an opportunity to test him but just invites him 
to see some really reassurance, some divine reassurance, is because God doesn't want Gideon to follow him on a whim or just blind faith hoping with his fingers crossed that this thing's going to work out. The Lord desires for Gideon to follow him in response to how the Lord has revealed himself to Gideon. Perhaps someone listening today finds themselves maybe in the boots of Gideon. God has called you to do something that by your perception seems incredibly difficult, frightening, um, and overwhelming. Perhaps you're even ventured out a little bit towards this thing God has called you to do, and, and what you've seen is just discouraged you. Maybe you feel like Gideon shaking in his boots as he sees them laid out like locusts in abundance. Be of good courage, for our God is worthy of trust. I hope and pray that maybe this story encourages you uh, that, that God is not leading you to walk out on blind faith. God doesn't call His children to do that. He calls us to trust Him in response to who He has revealed Himself to be. He is absolutely worthy of our trust. He is absolutely sovereign all, over all things. He is absolutely victorious and His promises are a sure thing. I pray this encourages you. Uh, I hope it maybe motivates you to, uh, to follow after the Lord and what He's calling you to do. And uh, I'm praying for you, especially during this week and during this season. If we can do anything for you, don't hesitate at all to call us. Have a blessed week. Blessings.